getting them notes. That are just last week's notes. Yes. That have been moved. Well, no, they're different now. There's a 62 at the top, you see. Oh, we changed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've yeah. Been watching Fargo. I have been. Yeah. <laughs> Too much Fargo. Too much Fargo, yeah. I'm glad That's you made good. me go back. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go back to season three because I watched like the first episode and I'm like, oh, it's the exact same thing that happened with season two. Mm. Where I'm like, I can't get into this. Yeah, I don't know. Why? Oh, how you been? Been okay. Happy yeah. belated birthday. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing that yeah, happened. That did. People on here are going to be thinking I just didn't even say happy birthday to you on your actual birthday. No. So it's going to clean that up. I don't think anyone's going to think that. Well, you know, <laughs> people love drama. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a long-standing feud here. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. Yep, yeah. You know, when when the yep. camera stops rolling, we don't even talk to each other. We just walk away yep. and smoke our cigarettes in our own trailers. Yep. And, uh, you know. <laughs> the tell-all is yep. going to be intense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just because you support Nixon. I can't get behind somebody that supports Tricky Dick. That's all it is. If you would just drop your support... Of that I obvious sweaty Never. crook. Oh my god. Ever. No. <laughs> he, he's ending the war in Vietnam. That's <laughs> why I support Dick Nixon. He's done so much for the blacks. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the blacks. He loves them. <laughs> he says so on all his tapes. Anyway. Yeah. So you know, it's it's great. It's it's encouraging that we can make fun of politics. From way back when, because that means one day, everything that's going on now, we'll be able to, you know, kind of look back on in, in, in a way and just kind of like joke about it and say, ha ah, ha, that was, that was terrible. Remember when that went down? Yeah. So, huh. yeah, things are different now, hopefully, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think that's just how it goes. And that's how you deal with like pain and everything, I think, over time. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that still won't joke about things, though. That's forever. true. That's true. I mean, you know, it, it took a long time for, um, you know, just Jewish people to joke about Hitler. And uh, there's actually a whole documentary about that on Netflix. Really? Uh, yeah, that's I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like, can you make jokes about the Holocaust? And it's Jews debating that. Wow. OK. Yeah, that's something I definitely want to look into, because, like, you know, Growing up watching Mel Brooks movies, it seemed like it was open season at that point, you know, but he, he he's the kind of guy that jokes about everything. So I didn't know if it was just like a commonly accepted thing. Uh, you know, of course, you treat it with respect when it's talked about, you know, in, in, in the serious nature, uh, you know, back to our old adage from the past couple of weeks, couple, two, three, four weeks, read the room. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I should check that documentary out. If you, uh, remember the name I'm of looking, it, let me know. I'm looking it up now because, um, I know that Sarah Silverman was in it. So I'm looking up her IMDb. Ah. I can find it. Okay. I'll know it when I see it. Probably. Sarah, Sarah Silverman, man. Does her show still come on? That I, I love you USA or I love you. I love you. America? No, no. I think I got canceled a couple oh, years. Okay. It was good while it was on. Yes. Okay, it's called The Last Laugh. Oh, okay. Uh, it says it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know, so it might not be on Netflix anymore, but it's on Prime Video. Okay, okay. I'll have uh, to yeah. give it a look. So it's world-famous world comedians and their views on uh, boundaries of comedy, but they also talk to, like, Holocaust survivors and everything like that. And it's overall about can you joke about the thing, but, like, they do mainly focus on like, Holocaust but it's like, when can you joke about a thing? Can you ever joke about certain things? Stuff like that. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, I I am curious because, like, it seemed like people were making fun of Trump way too early into this, especially when he was just coming out the gate saying and doing these horrible things that he's done. And, you know, there were animated shows about him and... Yeah. You know, every every late night host had their own impression of him and everything like that. And they still do. It's kind of like just something that has to be there. You have to have a Trump impersonation if you're on late night or else you're not allowed to talk about him. I don't know. But it just seemed really odd to me. It was also um, go back and watch any show, television show. Like I've gone back and watched 
30 Rock. Okay. And there's 20, you know, 20 Trump references in it. Um, yeah. Go back and watch shows from the 90s, the 80s. Like, he, he was in our pop culture. That was what was interesting. When he was, like, nom- like nominating or announced he was going to run, I was like, I vaguely knew who he was from TV, but I didn't know who he was, really, overall. Yeah. But now... I go back and I watch things or since he got elected, I've gone back and watch things. I'm like, Oh my God, he was in like all of this shit or referenced all the time. And that was super weird to me because he was like a big part of pop culture and I didn't know who he was. Man. (laughs) Yeah. I I I think like that's a part of it. It was already there. You know? Yeah. I I totally agree with you. I used to watch uh, his show uh, before I realized just how fucking cruel and brutal it was. And even then, it's like a couple seasons in, I realized, okay, these are adult human beings who are trying to impress the ego of a grown man who happens to be associated with money. Maybe he's not necessarily rich, but people associate him with money. And they're dancing around in the streets talking about Tide Pods and Tide to Go and shit like that. Mm -hmm. It's just so demeaning. And so I, I had to stop watching it for that reason. After that, he showed up. On WWE, he was feuding with Vince McMahon. He, in the storyline, bought half the company or something like that. And yeah. the only uh, the only gratifying thing about that was that uh, Stone Cold gave him a stunner. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure he used his Monopoly money to buy that, <laughs> and thought it was real. Yeah, yeah, you know, fake fake fighting, fake company, fake money. But I've never been super into reality shows either, so like that was not a thing. You're better for it, honestly. I can't think of any reality show that I've watched that I feel better for watching. I mean, it was a good, you know, uh, pastime or whatever. Right. But, like, if I if do I'm... think that. I do think that that, even though they still make reality shows, mm-hmm. I think there was a specific time in the early to mid-2000s where reality shows were the thing. And I understand there were some before that, and there have been some since, and there will always be some from this point forward. But... I think that it had that time where it was like the king yeah. and it was like 2000 to like 2008, 2009 kind of thing. Like that decade, basically. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I, I respect certain reality shows like survivor because that's, you know, one of the biggest of all time as an originator. They actually yeah. do show you like, Glimpses at the human struggle to survive against nature and against humans, you know. <laughs> so you get that man versus wild. Another one. That's that's amazing to see the lengths that a human being would go through just to survive, even if it is, you know, by design. Um, mm-hmm. Big Brother. You know, that's just by sheer volume alone. You got to respect <coughs> that one. Holy crap! Survivor has been on since 1990. Oh wait, no, no, no. Not 90s. Since 2000, I guess it was a. It's derived from a Swedish television show that premiered in 97. Yeah. 40 seasons. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. So, huh. what I want to know is, and it's going to lead into one of the stories that I have to talk about tonight. Okay. Something that we actually talked about last week: uh, our, our gritty reboot of the show Cops. Fuck the cops. Mm. Um. <laughs> You know, it's funny in my head. I thought I'm not going to swear as much on this episode. (laughs) Um, Why? Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. (laughs) Cops. Would you consider that a reality show? I mean, why wouldn't I? Well, I'm thinking like, okay, would it be like a documentary-esque type show or would it be a reality show? Because there's really no like challenges or a host or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know. Hey, let's shine this camera yeah, but that's on the some same, police. That's the same with, like, um, oh, what's it called? The Real World. That's a reality show. That's true. But they actually had to, like, do challenges and get jobs and stuff on there. Like, there were some seasons where the Real World kids had to all work at the same ice cream shop or something like that, you know? Cops have to go find black people to harass. That is true. That's that a, is that is totally fair. So, they have a quota to fill. That's true. So I don't know what's going to happen now. That the cameras aren't on, aren't on them anymore. I mean, I assume more brutality. <laughs> yeah, because um, the TV show, Cops, mm-hmm. after all this time, has finally been canceled. Cops was still on the air. Yeah, 
Apparently it was. Older it was. Than me. So farewell. That's nuts. Yeah. You know, they got to fill time. Pawn Stars, they don't film Pawn Stars anymore, so they got to fill time with something, you know? Wow. Yeah. That is... Paramount. End of an era. End of an era. Yeah, end of (laughs) uh, an era of a show that probably no one was watching but was cheap enough for them to keep making. Uh, I mean, someone had to be watching it. Someone's probably fucking pissed right now. Because cops got canceled. Think about that. What's think the, about that person? I know you. I, I tell think you who's pissed. How... Inner Circle is pissed right now. <laughs> the band that sang the theme to the to the show. Oh yeah. You <laughs> know what? Pissed. They'll probably still get paid for reruns. I'm sure they're still. Well, will they run reruns? Oh. Not for a while. It's kind of well, like Cosby. They pulled the show for a while, but you notice it's kind of creeping back in. Yeah. Yeah. And you know there are cable channels that certain. Markets don't get like uh, let's let's there's there's some Fox Entertainment channel that's specifically supposed to be for like Republicans and those who watch and enjoy Fox News. Mm, you know, yeah. Something. So they'll run cops. Yeah, they're running cops nonstop. Probably Cosby <laughs> Show late at night too, just to show that they're you know okay with some of us guys. Just you know. Yeah, yeah. Cosby was one of the good ones, so he gets that's to stick around. That's true. That's true. He uh, he stayed in line. Until he didn't. And you know, then he became an example of why they're all bad. Yeah. 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 No. Hush, you know hush. what I uh, what I admire about John Oliver? His show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, it's absolutely consistent and funny. He he's his show actually airs for free on YouTube like a couple days after it's on HBO. You know, they, Yeah. They take out some of like the the after show bits and stuff like that, but like the crux of the piece that he's presenting for that episode. Yeah, like the most informative part of his show. Yeah, yeah, and I I wonder if that's part of the deal that he worked out from Jump, or if it's just like certain episodes are like, okay, everybody needs to see this. We're gonna put it on the internet, and it just turned into every episode. I, I mean, it sounds. I've read interviews of people talking about. It sounds like whoever I don't know who's running HBO right now, but they work pretty well with creators. Yeah. Um, it seems to be a good place for people creating things. They work with them. They keep shows on longer a lot of times, and you know the ratings demand. Mm-hmm. Um, the leftovers being an example of like that show got three seasons, but like no <laughs> one's seen it. Right. Um, you know. Certain shows are not as popular, but they understand that it has it still has value, so they keep it on. Yeah. So I think it's just, I think it's just a really well managed network. I think so too. I think a big part of their value as well is they realized um, a couple years before other networks and other stations did the value of building your library, so that when you do launch something like an HBO Max, it's like, hey, all the shows you love are here. Plus some shows that are done that you didn't even know existed, but some yep. of your friends are talking about, you know? Yeah, I've been tempted by HBO Max, um, and it might be a thing in the future that I try at some point. Yeah. Just because I know they've got, like, BBC shows and all kinds of stuff on there. They got that Elmo Tonight show. I got to check that out. <laughs> that looks yeah. funny. He's got Batman as one of the guests. You can't you can't beat that. That's just no, dumb. you can't. <laughs> Only Elmo was able to pull Batman. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> They're friends. So this week we're going to be going through some of the notes that we had last week. So some of it may be stuff you folks have already heard about, but we're going to probably have a little bit of updated information for you as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We got a little bit derailed. As so many of us have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> If okay. I may, if I yeah. may, give a little shout out to uh, my friends and fellow board members um, over at uh, Chicago Nerd Social Club. Paul Callen, who I think may be the only board member I haven't discussed on this show before. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a runner. Of course, he's from Chicago because that's one of the stipulations. You have to be from Chicago to be on the board. But no, he's a great dude. Great pie baker. Fantastic photographer. He... Uh, designed based on our 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 uh Chicago nerd logo 
uh, a special logo using the Philadelphia Pride flag uh, as the backdrop. So yeah, I saw that. That's great. Yeah, I love it. And um, you can get it on T-shirts uh, that we have on sale. Like if you go to the Chicago Nerd Social Club Facebook group, we've got the link there. Um, but the great thing about it is that uh, proceeds from the sales of this shirt will go to the Brave Space Alliance here in Chicago, uh, which is an advocate for uh, black and trans youth in our oh, great. in our city. So you can feel good about getting a great shirt. Um, you know, they're from Threadless, so the same people that we use for our shop. They're very soft. Uh, <laughs> it's, one, it's one of the best T-shirts you'll ever own. Great design, mm-hmm. designed with love, for love. And you get to give to a good cause. And That's great. Uh, I think I announced it as well on Twitter. I'm going to be matching donations. So whatever oh. uh, Chicago Nerds donates, I'm going to be donating as well. So that is uh that that could uh, that could be a lot, bud. Empty my pockets, y'all. Let's do this. You did not. Uh, you didn't think this through. <laughs> this is a Scott Scott situation. You didn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be crying and handing out laptop batteries. Oh no! It's it's. Yeah. It's it's a up to a hundred dollars. I'll just put that out there. Too. <laughs> up to a hundred. What if you were like, yeah? So I got uh, matching up to ten, so like half a shirt, you know. <laughs> oh man! But if if any of you have have ran a t-shirt shop or know anyone who runs a t-shirt shop, you know how minuscule some of those payouts can be for some of that, you know, that web stuff. And it's understandable. These, mm-hmm. these sites have to pay their overhead and they're actually printing the shirt. So, mm-hmm. and shipping it out. So totally get it, but just know, yeah, it's, you gotta, you gotta get some shirts, y'all. You gotta get <laughs> some of these shirts. One of the reasons, uh, why I, why I specifically called out the Philadelphia pride flag is because it has a couple extra stripes in there, black and brown, yes. uh, just to show solidarity. Uh, you know, with what's going on as of late. So yeah, I I like that flag a lot. I think that's too. a great design. Yeah. Uh, to make sure that we acknowledge that um, black and brown people are also in the community. <laughs> like that's you right. can't you can't uh can't go without both and nope. fighting for both things. So we're all on the same side. <laughs> we all want. I equality. mean, we better be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like. We Otherwise, we're be. screwed. All right. of us. Right. <laughs> Up with people. People power. That's what we're here yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that. Okay. That's the end of my uh, commercial there. Let's continue. Okay. All right. So, J.K. Simmons is talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, you say? Yes. So, apparently, um, J.K. Simmons is is going to play... No, I'm just kidding. We already know that. <laughs> uh, so J.K. Simmons is back as J. J. Jonah Jameson. Um, and John Watts, the director of Far From Home, he said that he never considered another actor for the cameo. That's like, great. He was just like, no, 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 we need to have him. Uh, and it seems that he uh, is going to be back and do more of it. Like, it's it wasn't just a cameo. He's going to be back as J. Jordan Jameson in the future. Now, we may have mentioned this on the show previously when the movie came out and we were able to talk about the uh, the stinger at the end of it. The mm-hmm. fact that they went all out with this um, Daily Bugle, J. Jonah Jameson cameo, much respect to the team over there at Marvel and Sony for, for doing so much. Because in addition to that little bit at the end, they built a full Daily Bugle website. That had like conspiracy theory stories on there, everything that you could possibly yeah, associate. Yeah, they updated his character for the times now, where he would have like a podcast and right. be a nut job. Yeah, <laughs> I think in the in the game he had a, a podcast as well, but maybe I'm confusing the two. Yeah. In the movie, they made him like a full on like Infowars Alex yeah. Jones sort of thing, or or well, I'll, I'll be. I'll be a little bit more moderate. A little, they made him like a Bill O'Reilly type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so apparently he said that he doesn't know 100% if he's coming back, but he signed on to do sequels. Nice. So they're not obligated to bring him back. And he's kind of like, well, you know, I got to do this thing open to doing others. But they, they were smart and locked him down for yeah. a future Spider-Man. 
And that was such a great cameo. It was. Um, <laughs> and, and it just makes you excited to see him again because he's, he's so good at that character. Holy shit. Yeah, he really is. I'm surprised they didn't try to put the toupee on him to give him back the hair. But, hey, whatever, man. It worked. Yeah, I don't... I mean, they're suppo- he's supposed to be the age he is now, right? Like, they're aging him, so maybe yeah. change it. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. They're not aging the yellow Eminem, though, but still, you know, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm i trying to imagine what aging the yellow Eminem would be like. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you think that would look like? Little little pieces of the candy shell just chipped off, you know, oh, God. exposed chocolate. Not dark. Dark. His Real shoes, quick. His shoes and gloves aren't as white as they used to be. They're like a off white now. You know, it's kind of dirty. <laughs> so <laughs> one of his eyes is missing. <laughs> this is dark. Yes, it is. This is very dark. <laughs> uh, he did not sign up for this. No. Okay, so. I feel like you're going to be super pissed about this next story. Uh-oh. Uh, because we talked about how fans demanded the Schneider Cut. Okay. And then how they were talking about Suicide Squad. Yep. Well, empowered <laughs> fans are now demanding. Uh-huh. This makes it sound like it's a hostage situation, too, which <laughs> right? I really love. They, they, they write these headlines now as if... They have someone in a bunker, and if they do not get what they want, if the demands are not met, yeah, we will end it. We will end it all. <laughs> so, Empowered Fandom is now demanding four-hour cut of <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. <clears throat> okay, well. Okay. So, it's difficult. They're saying they don't know if this petition is a prank or if it's real. Um, either way, I love it. I love it. It's, you know what? More power to them. If they want to put their money where their mouth is and give Disney that money for Disney Plus just so they can watch some years later, more than likely subpar version of the film, go right ahead. Well, they are demanding that George Lucas does this. So I don't, I don't know. So this is what they said. The original Star Wars Revenge of the Sith 2005 cut was over four hours long. I don't know if this is true. And we think that George Lucas should do the right thing and give the fans what they deserve and what is rightfully ours. We love democracy and we hope he does too. This is a joke. I love the, I love whoever fucking wrote this. You're oh either delusional or hilarious. You know, this is and, what the world needed right now. You know, <laughs> By signing this, you are letting your voices be heard. If this petition goes viral, then we will have unlimited power. <laughs> and George, and if George does the right thing, then he would be strong and wise, and we would all be very proud of him. The whole operation <laughs> is our idea, and we need to ensure that it is done. We proclaim victory when we we will proclaim victory when we achieve our goal. May the force be with you all, and have faith. Mm. Let me oh tell my you. God, this is so good. Let me let me remind y'all who George Lucas is. George Lucas don't give a fuck about y'all tweets. No. Let me just state that first and foremost. But He's just not to on give any you, form of social media, right? He don't care. George Lucas no. lives in my town. How many times have I seen George Lucas? Zero. <laughs> George Lucas keeps to himself. He don't bother nobody. And he don't give a fuck about your Star Wars anymore. Here, let me tell you something about George Lucas. George Lucas, first of all, the one everybody knows, the big one, releasing the original cuts of the the original three Star Wars films. Yeah. He hasn't done it. He won't do it. And it's not even his call anymore. He doesn't own it. And the people that I, own it now don't do it either. So it makes I have it a sound, theory on that. I feel I like, theory. yeah, I do too. I feel like it's in the contract. Yep. He sold it to him. Yep. Maybe he said they could never do it. Maybe he said they have to wait till after he's dead. I don't know. Yeah. Because but under the, he's under like, the, never. No. Under the scrutiny of like modern technology, maybe somebody had like a boob out or something like that. And he's like, nope. I love the idea that he did that just to fuck with us one last time. <laughs> and, and because he's like, you guys didn't like 
my galactic senate I my trade negotiations were not good enough for you. You didn't want to learn about the politics of the Republic. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Go fuck yourself. You're never getting your original Star Wars. Peace out. And then he disappears forever, which, by the way, we can kind of appreciate given the J.K. Rowling's of the world now. Mm. We can kind of appreciate the silence. Just saying. Well. Mm, not so much J.K. Rowling. <laughs> she's uh, she's had a pretty... no. We can appreciate the silence of George Lucas. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I get what you're saying. I misunderstood. I'm like, shit. yeah, no, because it's like, oh yeah, let's keep growing that narrative. Is like, no, no, J.K. Rowling. Let's 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 keep it quiet for a while. Just just chill out. Like, bitch, read the room. <laughs> read your own you don't books. Play that stuff under normal <laughs> circumstances. Oh my god. But... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All about acceptance and love and harmony between muggles and, and, and wizards. And it's like, no, except for those people. Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, even if she had personal feelings that differed, why would you? Like, what is wrong with you that you feel you have to go proclaim that to the world and hurt people? Like, I, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense at all. Man. Okay. So the, the, the second bit, now I'm, I'm, we'll get back to J.K. Rowling, but the second bit about George yeah, Lucas. Back in 2015, there came a time where he was trying to expand his production company studio in, in oh, uh, Marin County in California. Mm-hmm. And the community pushed back. They were like, no, we don't, we don't want to turn this into another Hollywood, you know, all that stuff. And he's like, but you know, this is, this is what I want to do. They pushed back on it. Then he decided he wanted to sell the land to a developer who would build affordable housing. Oh shit. And then Carolyn, well, I'm not even going to say her whole name because whatever. Uh, one of the, one of the parties said, it's inciting class warfare. The head of the North San Rafael Coalition of Residents told the New York Times at the time. Then two years later, he said, fuck y'all. And he just went ahead and paid for the project himself. Shit. So these stuffy people had to deal with affordable housing in the neighborhood. So do you think George Lucas cares about you wanting a yep. four hour cut of revenge of the city? Hell no. No. The, the man didn't even kill Jar Jar on his way out the door. He had several opportunities to do it. You don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck about your Star Wars. So To be fair, he gave Jar Jar a far worse fate. <laughs> did he now? What did he do? Jar Jar was a part of the entire world falling apart and becoming an authoritarian regime. Jar Jar Binks totally like killed himself in a bunker later. He was complicit. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He said nothing. They came for, mm-hmm. they came for them, and he said nothing. That's right. They came for the ETs, and he said nothing. Like, and they came. For as someone who, mm, fucking ET. for someone who, <laughs> who hasn't finished the Clone Wars uh, animated show yet, it's still very difficult for me to root for the dudes in the helmets, the stormtroopers. Or the clone troopers, whoever they are, it's yeah. difficult for me to do that because they were all cloned from the one, you know, from from Jango Fett, who was still a bad yeah. guy in the original uh, or in the uh, the prequels, mm-hmm. and then they're part of the main antagonists from the original three movies. So it's difficult for me yeah. to go, oh yeah, these are the good guys. They're fighting alongside Yoda and stuff like that. Do clones do clones age slower or something? I don't understand how they're still how they're supposed never mind, we're trying to explain know. the prequels. Um, they don't they don't make sense. Someone's going to give us a short synopsis of <laughs> of what we we can't figure out here. Cuz yeah, I think I've seen pictures of some of the clone troopers like older in the show. So they must age. But I don't know if any of them survived. I don't know what happened after the fact. Just because, like, I I just can't wrap my head around rooting for troopers, you know? Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, well, just the name in itself, they're stormtroopers. You shouldn't be rooting for them. No. No. you know, for years, people cosplay as these motherfuckers. And they, they do good things for charity and stuff like that. And they're inclusive. And that's great. 
But I'm at the end of the day, as a brown coat. Wait, that is what? <laughs> what is in these movies? What the fuck? Um, but yeah, we're never gonna get that. And I'm not even saying, oh, well, maybe something will happen. We're wait, never wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I need to go back for a second. Okay. Uh, the I said brown coats. Yeah. I didn't mean that. I meant what was the thing in World War Two? What was Hitler's thing? Oh, um, the Nazis? Because <laughs> brown coats, I thought you were talking about Firefly. Because brown that coats was is Firefly. Okay. Now I'm trying to remember what. This is this. Is, I'm really out of it right now. Oh my goodness! You guys, my brain is fried. I can't even figure out what you were trying to insinuate based on the clues here. It. <laughs> It'll hit you when we start talking about something else. Trust anyway, me. go ahead. I'm, go I'm, I'm going to Google. Okay, we're going to talk about... <laughs> my Google, I typed in Hitler. I don't want that. No, we're going to type in J.K. Rowling, and we're going to type in Daniel Radcliffe. Um, as most of you know <laughs> by this point, J.K. Rowling is... Uh, I believe the term is a turf. She's uh, against transgender people. Uh, doesn't acknowledge brown their existence. Brown shirts. I'm sorry. I found brown it. Brown shirts. Brown coats, though. Okay. Okay. I dancing. said brown coats. Brown I meant coats brown is, shirts. Yeah. That's dangerously close. And they, honestly. That's very close. Okay. Yes. And they were the, the um, so this is the primary purposes were providing protection for Nazi rallies and assemblies. Ugh. Despite, yeah. So like <laughs> brown shirts were a thing. I'm not a complete idiot. I'm just half idiot. <laughs> I got the last half wrong. I got the first half right. So. That's all right. Continue. We'll, we'll allow it. All right. So, um, yeah, J.K. Rowling has yeah. been very insensitive about talking about uh, transgender people, transgender rights. Uh, just flat Specifically out. Specifically trans women. Trans women. Just straight up just being a troll, which is odd for somebody who created so many of our, you know, most loving, uh, accepting uh, childhood and early adult moments, you know? Yeah, she's just gotten really weird over the Very. years. Progressively I strange. I don't, maybe, maybe when you get that much money, you just kind of lose it. You're bored. Like yeah. Elon Musk is a dick too. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Like a lot of people have blind spots, but the real tell is once that blind spot is brought to your attention, what you do with that information. I know a yeah. lot of people, will drag her on the internet and give her a hard time. But there are some people who are like, no, author of my beloved childhood books, please let me explain to you why this is important. And she still curves them. So Yeah, and then she used, like, lesbians as a shield mm -hmm. against it, which I did not appreciate at all. Like, I was just like, um, are you fucking, excuse me? Like, yeah. she's like... Women, like, she was, like, cisgender, well, she didn't use the term cisgendered, but, like, she was talking about cisgendered women and lesbians, women who love women and women who bleed. Or, like, she was talking about menstruation and everything. Yeah. Like, you are fucking insulting. You do not speak for lesbians, first of all. You do not speak for all women. Um, What are you doing? Like... I, so, like, I don't care. Like, like, someone being trans has no effect on me. End my life. Let him live. Same right. with you, bitch. Nothing. <laughs> You're not doing anything to you. So, in an effort to be just a fucking decent human being, uh, right. Daniel Radcliffe spoke up. Because, you Love know, it. she's she's synonymous with the Harry Potter franchise. There's no uncoupling right. her from Harry Potter. It's like, even though George Lucas has sold Star Wars, he's still Star Wars. So a lot of True. people, you know, I would argue that both of those things belong to people now, too. Yeah. So they're yeah. much bigger than their creators at this point. That's true. That's but true. anyway, continue. No, that you're you're absolutely right. And over time, I think that people will be able to view the stories as their own entity. Like, you know, when you think of Wizard of Oz, you don't think of like Frank Albaum. You think of yeah, Dorothy, exactly. Tin Man, all that stuff. So um, what's the oh God, what's the Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Like, like, the guy who wrote that was a pedophile. Uh, right. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's, we, like, and I'm not, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that, like, 
the thing becomes bigger than them sometimes, and that can be a blessing. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you know what? It doesn't belong to you. Fuck you. We're It's ours now, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to treat trans people well because they're people. Uh, you know, a big part of that, too, that. is when other creators get to put their stamp on projects. So yeah. uh, just like the, uh, the stage play, you know, things like that are going to help to move the Harry Potter franchise away from J.K. Rowling. But yeah, I mean, she did write that play, though. She did write that. Okay, well, fuck. Yeah. All right, she it's going to be a while. Control, a lot of control over that. Yeah. Um, but she could, I mean, I, I assume she could lose it with this Fantastic Beasts and everything. I would mm-hmm. not be surprised if they're like, all right, take your money and go to break the contract. Right. But I don't know what her contract looks like. So anyway, continue. So, uh, you know, she's always been under fire for these type of statements. This isn't new, by the way. She's done this for, for years. She's made these type of statements publicly. So Daniel Radcliffe took it upon himself to a, uh, to write, uh, a, 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 just write a, a statement about what you can do uh, to be a better ally. And he specifically referred readers to uh, the Trevor Project's Guide to Being an Ally to Transgender and Non-Binary Youth, mm-hmm. uh, even noting that he himself is still learning how to be a better ally. But he has so much maturity and wisdom for a man 30 years of age who mm-hmm. grew up basically in a bubble yeah. with her. You know, I mean, she was always around. Yeah. Basically. But he had, you know, he. it sounds like he had good parents, too, and everything yeah. like that. I've heard him in interviews. He seems to be... All of those kids ended up pretty good. That's. I good. haven't heard anything bad about any of the Harry Potter kids, have we? Like, Not to my knowledge. Oh. Um... Yeah, he says, uh, I'm deeply sorry for the pain these comments have caused you. He wrote, I really hope that you don't entirely lose what was valuable in these stories to you. If these mm-hmm. books taught you that love is the strongest force in the universe, capable of overcoming anything, if they taught you that strength is found in diversity and that dogmatic ideas of pureness lead to the oppression of vulnerable groups, if you believe that a particular character is trans, non-binary, or gender fluid, or that they are gay or bisexual, if you found anything in these stories that resonated with you and helped you at any time in your life, then that is between you and the book that you read, and it is sacred. Beautiful. Fucking well said, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty damn great. Somebody uh, made a joke. Uh, you know, <laughs> just just take her name off of it and just say Harry Potter by <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah. Man. Unfortunately, so. with her, like her mentality that she's in like she like it it would be oh he's a man so he has no say in this whatever mm, i'm okay. sure something along those lines I, i'm i'm assuming he's but, a compassionate human and that's already yeah they, like he people like what he's saying because he's a man or some <laughs> bullshit like that okay <laughs> like, maybe it's just cuz he's not being a jerk yeah maybe that I, I don't I don't understand why it's so difficult for some people. I don't either. To be kind. And like or at least if, shut the if fuck it up. was if it well, yeah, that like that's a big thing too. If she said one thing and then she saw like everyone responding telling her, "Hey, like you said, hey, this is why this is wrong, whatever." And then she went back on it and said, "You know, I really don't know about this. I'm I need to read up on it." Like then we'd be having a very different conversation. Right. But that's not what she did. She. Like, you like have I a said, theme park ride, lady. You, Trans and non-binary people want to come to your theme park. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. And people who like, I want to go to the theme park. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trans, but I'm like, I don't want to be a jerk to people like I hurt people. So like, even if you're not trans or non-binary, like, anyone who just wants to treat people well is like, what the fuck? Why are you ruining shit for us? Why are you right. ruining shit for them? That sucks. Like, or, or trying to. And I, I I agree with what Daniel Radcliffe said. Whatever it means to you is what it means to you. Like, yeah. and nobody can take that away. They can't. But at the same time, like, I, I'm I'm certain that hurt them. Like, yeah. it had to have, right? Like, that to. sucks. That sucks that someone can just go on Twitter and ruin, like, a very important thing to you. Or at least damage it. Maybe not right. ruin it, but damage it. 
I mean, the only thing I can really uh, say is comparable is like, you know, you think about writers like H.G. Uh, Wells and uh, mm-hmm. Mark Twain, guys like that. And just the fact that if I went back in time and I wanted to talk to any of them, they'd have some very colorful language for me. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of I mean, equate it to it that. I mean, it sucks because, like, at least with that, you could try to maybe go, well, like, they were in a time where, like, they didn't have any information and, like, they were, like, you could try. But, like, she has literally no excuse. Right. That's the shitty part. Like, a, where's your excuse? Got a plethora of information at your fingertips at any time of day. And we're, you and have... we're considerate. Like, we, we go, like, you know, like I said, we'd be having a different conversation if she made one comment mm-hmm. and maybe had read something, didn't interpret it the right way or didn't see the other side of it or whatever. And it would have been hurtful still. But, like, I think right now, especially, we're all like, hey, we're learning. Right. We're all learning things. So... I think that we could have had that like that situation and it would have been much more productive and healthy and good for everyone. But no, she just kept going, kept going. We want to believe that our faves aren't trash, but they're sometimes trash. they are. They, yeah, they're all trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was something that's that's kind of breaking news, I guess. The fact that yeah, hopefully everyone's OK, you know, yeah. um, I would, I want to say, like, you know, definitely don't let someone get you down, but shit's really hard overall. So the fact that, you know, someone who's very influential decided to pick right now to to say something like that is very unfortunate, to say the least. Yes. That's a kind word for it. Another word for it is shitty. But, you know, we'll find a new thing. (laughs) <laughs> we will find that's you know that's that's the that was kind of my takeaway from it too on a, on a personal level mm-hmm. i was just like okay so you know this this generation had harry potter as like the hotness this was the story that mm-hmm. we all were able to just come together for this was our star wars this is our lord of the rings this was our you know um Do you think that it's okay for people to still like read Harry Potter to their kids and stuff like that. It's with gonna... the caveat that they would teach their children as they grow older, like that this art was created by a very flawed artist and this is wrong. Yeah, I think it's time to give it give it some time to breathe. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I was just curious about that, but yeah, I, everybody it definitely needs time. Right. Everybody was so gung ho when it was brand new. And, of course, when the movies came out, that just reawakened that. I can't even say reawakened because it was almost simultaneous. That, that, yeah, they the, started production on those movies like as she was still finishing the books. So Yeah, the Potter mania was in full swing. And I know on the show before we've talked about the amazing audiobook version, the, uh, hmm. you know, the, the award-winning audiobooks where the gentleman does every single voice mm-hmm. of every single character and they all sound unique. Like, there's a lot of great stuff to be taken from it. DePaul University, I sat on a on a panel to talk about diversity in Harry Potter at DePaul. I mean, people yeah. love this, and they get a lot of just genuine joy out of it. So, yeah. And, if, and there are a lot of people now saying those books were always trash. Those books were always terrible. And I'm like... See, yeah, I don't like I, that. That doesn't... That's not... That's not accurate, no. So many people have tattoos and stuff like that of this. Like, they have, you know, posters on their walls. They Like, this, this meant something to people. Yeah. I mean, you can talk to someone and go, what's your house? Like, what what house do you belong to? And it, it says so much about their personality. Yeah. So, like, this, it was not, it was not always trash. You might not have liked it, but, like, it was not trash. Yeah. So what my my thought of this is, don't push it on your kids. If they want to read it, let them read it. Give them context. Um, I, it's a lot like Orson Scott Card because I I really enjoyed the Ender's Game series right. of books. Like it's that's one of the the series that made me really start getting into sci-fi, like in a right. long form uh, novel. You know, just it really got me into it, and just to learn 
uh, years later that he was just, you know, a homophobe and just hated on a lot of different things and a lot of different people. It broke my heart, you know, because I'm like, this is a writer who I really respect. I respect his art. I respect the storytelling and the characters. Why does he have to be a piece of trash? And I yeah, I think that I'm just so them. used to creators end up becoming trash that I'm yeah. like, well, we can't throw everything out, can we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at this point, that's why I'm like, well, whatever. Like, right. If I you buy get, it again, is it okay? Because get like, desensitized to it. Everyone's trash. Yeah, you get desensitized to it. I mean, even Disney, you know, Song of the South, yeah. the fucking oh, movie, fuck. they still play zippity doo in the park. They still have the uh what's those the fucking goddamn log pros and dumbo yeah those but what's pros. the log ride they have at disney world i can't even think of the name of it log um, ride you know the one that falls the the the, the... <laughs> the log falls. i am old manning so hard right now <laughs> the ride at disney where you get in the log yeah and you go down the falls what's it called yeah log ride falls that's not it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't remember. I'm not a person who remembers all the park stuff. I've been to the parks. I just don't remember all the stuff. It's called Splash Mountain. Anyway. Yeah. That. Log Ride, Log Ride Falls. <laughs> yes. Log Ride Falls. And they're playing zippity doo And they have those racist stereotype characters like Br'er Fox and Br'er Rabbit. And they even sell Funko Pops of them. So, all that being said, yeah, Disney's not absolved from like trying to make a buck off of racism either. Yeah, and that's and just it, the tamest it example. It doesn't it doesn't excuse things going forward. But yeah. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, people can be shitty, but you know, we still got Tom Hanks. I guess. We still got Tom Hanks. We still got the rock. For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> we still got those guys for now. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? We said Keanu as well. We were saying Keanu's earlier. In there. Tina Fey's yep. okay, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, not to some people. Oh, that's right, because of the cake thing. Not just the cake thing, but, you know, she makes jokes that uh, people don't like on 30 Rock. So. Yeah, yeah. Comedians inherently aren't going to be able to make the list of okay people because they're going to Someone's always going to have a problem with something they did. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Log <laughs> yeah. ride falls. Uh, <laughs> speaking of things with stupid names, let's talk about Space Force. Oh, my God. I just, my favorite thing to come out of Space Force is that they might lose the copyright yes. to Netflix. The government might lose the copyright of Space Force to Netflix. This is what happens when you make corporations so powerful. They can take the names of projects from the government. Beautiful. <laughs> this is what you get. Now, see, this is one time I'm rooting for it, though, because it's it's a stupid name for a stupid idea by our stupid wannabe president. So, yeah, take it. Do you, Netflix. Take, take it all. the damn name. Plus, the, the show was pretty great, too. I enjoyed it, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I liked please. it. I didn't love it. I yeah. liked it. I think um, it'll I think it'll improve in season two, as is a tradition with the Greg Berlanti projects, you know? I agree. I think that the the thing that I'm struggling with is I'm like, well it's gonna be like a year before you see more of it. Very true. And I'm getting tired of that model. Mm. Um especially with like a comedy. It had like eight episodes. And then it was gone. And I'm like, Well shit. I don't know. Yeah, the Netflix model's kind of bugging me now. It, it's the Netflix model is adopted from the UK model of yeah. show creation. I I'm okay with it to an extent. I think the second season is going to have a lot more episodes than that. Um, especially I don't because, know. It depends on how much they want to do. Like, yeah. like you know, how much does Steve Carell want to film? Yeah. How long can you uh, keep John Malkovich around? Because yeah, he's. Yeah. He's in demand. He's busy. The cast is pretty great, too. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. they ever say what Lisa Kudrow went to jail for? They never did. What? <laughs> what? Did... <laughs> I, I want... Now I need to Google that because I, I forgot I was going to Google that to see. They, they got to leave you wanting more. 
You know, they got to leave you trying to figure out what's going on there. It's um, one of the top things. Lisa Kudrow, <laughs> Space Force Crime. Space Force Crime. Space Force Crime. <laughs> Why is I'm, she all, I'm all about it. You know, you usually I'm not that big a fan of Lisa Kudrow and things, but she oh, was God, really funny. Oh, God, I love her. She's the best part of basically, like, everything she's in. Like, I she's the wonder. best part of Friends. Like, they always, they always feature her in small doses, you know? Except for um, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. But usually, she's just, like, a, a featured performer. So, like, Friends, she was the least featured friend, I'd say, you know? She had the least storylines of the bunch, but she was the most interesting. Yeah. Okay, so they, they, ne- they have not said they're keeping it a mystery for... <laughs> For funsies. For funsies. Um, okay. It says that that, but based on her sentence on the show, that kind of sentence normally only comes from crimes like murder, sex crimes, drug trafficking, and instances of kidnapping or piracy. Oh. Oh my God. She might have tried to kidnap the daughter because she seemed really broken up about moving to Colorado. I think it was right. Yeah. Or. I wonder if she did something with like Space Force related. Like mm, we're talking about piracy or whatever. What I don't know. Either way, I agree uh that she was great on that show. Yep. Also I actually someone... wanted to see more of her, so I'm hoping they'll do that in season two. And someone that I didn't I've never actually seen before, um, Tawny Newsom. She was really great on there too. Who was that? She was she was the first black woman in space or on the moon. Yeah. What did she say? It's it's good it's to be good black to be on black. the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but she oh, said it so like God. earnestly and endearing. And then immediately she's like, "No, <laughs> no, I had one line." Right. Oh. <laughs> no, she was good. I really enjoyed her on there. Her and uh, Jimmy O Yang, who just pops up out of nowhere all the time too. He uh, he was really funny. Their relationship was cute. I love Ben Schwartz. He's yeah. so... God. I'm this glad he's on His career is on fire. Sonic the Hedgehog, DuckTales, this. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place, man. Yeah, plus BB-8. He was a part plus, of that. That's right. He's part of BB-8. Yeah. <laughs> With him and Bill Hader. To be BB-8. <laughs> so yeah, Space Force was cool. Um, added bonus, they're going to take that name from the government because it's stupid <laughs> hopefully hopefully so there's that <laughs> yeah so okay. i had something i wanted to ask you about yeah um of course you've seen uh willy wonka or Char- no no the first one was willy wonka and the chocolate <laughs> factory yeah the 1971 film starring gene wilder and some other people uh <laughs> who don't come to mind right now <laughs> Oh, who I couldn't pick out of a, a, a police lineup. I um, yeah. So, how many times have you seen this film? What do you think? If you had to guess. Does it like, do you mean like completely see the film? Or do you mean like it was randomly on? Or We're gonna the say, teachers okay. just threw on the VHS at school? You I'll know. narrow it down. Like pre-factory part how many how often do you think you've seen that oh jesus it's dry it's fucking dry it's so dry yeah oh (laughs) like like 10 i don't know okay so so quite a bit in your over the years so i i was watching it for some reason randomly over the weekend i'm like i just feel like i want to see willy wonka in the chocolate factory because i love gene wilder Mm -hmm. Um, the cinematography in there, once they get to the factory, it's almost like the switch between, uh, the real world and Oz in, Mm -hmm. uh, Wizard of Oz. It's just so colorful. Everything pops off the screen. I love it. I want more of Willy Wonka in that movie, but that's not what I'm here to discuss today. What I want to ask you about is, do you remember the sharp object salesperson that will, that, uh, Charlie encounters before he gets the golden ticket? No. Okay. This bothers me because I've seen this movie so many times in my life and I never noticed this until this time. 
Charlie is outside of the factory. I'm setting the scene for you here. Charlie's outside the factory, opining the fact that he may never see inside those delicious snozberry flavored walls. Correct. And as he's standing there holding onto the gate, a man sneaks up on him and warns him that it's time to go. And he starts like quoting some type of odd poem. And it's just like really sinister. But as the camera is getting shots going back from Charlie to this man, you notice things about him. The man is pushing a cart, and it looks like at first he's just selling, like, scissors. Okay. But then you begin to notice other objects on this cart. A knife. A cleaver. What? A Revolutionary War sword, like a cutlass or something like that. A fucking, like, just saw. Did you look this up as to why this is in the film? I've looked it up, and I can't find an answer anywhere, and they never address it again. This man has a cart of sharp objects. The purge is about to start. (laughs) You need to go home. If it were a video game, it would make sense, because that's where you go and get the weapons in, like, Final Fight, to go take on all the, you know, goons and everything like that. But no, this is just a man walking outside of a candy factory nestled in a residential area selling rusty-looking, sharp objects, walking up to a kid and saying creepy shit to him. Now, Charlie, God bless him, because he ran. After this man started speaking to him, he booked the hell out of there. He boned out. He's like, I I don't know what's happening. I got to go. But then it never came up again. You know, because there's a part in the film, you know, spoilers if you've never seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Jesus, there's... are we are we doing spoilers on 1971's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Look at Christ, everyone's dead in that movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, everyone's dead. So, there's a rival candy maker that's alluded to throughout the film named Slugworth. And Slugworth's whole thing is... He's going up to kids. He's whispering in their ears saying, hey, you know, if you get in there and you see this thing called an everlasting gobstopper, you get that for me and I'll make sure that you are never poor again a day in your life. Mm -hmm. You'll never be hungry. You'll have everything you ever wanted. Yada, yada, yada. So turns out at the end, he's an operative trying to gauge the honesty of these children to find out which one should take over the candy factory. The plot is bonkers. It doesn't matter. A true crazy man <laughs> who is manipulating children Yes. In by offering them food. Yep. He's yep. like, yep. hey, guess what? You won't fucking starve. <laughs> Do you want to compete in the Hunger Games this year? No. Steal this shit. Oh, <laughs> you stole shit? You're not good enough. Go drown in the river. <laughs> Go drown in the chocolate river, you piece of shit. Oh, you're I mean, a blueberry now? Oh, oh, you're a blueberry now? Guess what? You're stuck like that. Fuck off. <laughs> Take her to the squeezing room. We're going to squeeze her until yeah. she juices out the blueberry juice. Oh, God, that's gross. That's Everything just... about that movie is disturbing and yeah. gross. Yeah, it really is. But here we are. So, especially the fucking sharp object salesman. Nobody knows anything about him. I can't find any. I, yeah, no. I quickly Googled and I didn't see anything. I, I, I throw myself at the mercy of the adventurers. If Dude, any go of on you. Reddit. Take yeah. a picture and go on movies, Reddit or something like that and see if anyone. Because like that's where you'll find oh, the answer. Man, I want to offer a reward because I need to know what was the thought process of putting this man. Is he in the book? I've never read the book. I don't remember a, a character. Like that in the in the Johnny Depp version. So what? What That's is my niece? She read the book. Everything in the Johnny Depp version is a sharp object salesman, though. So that's not even a fair metric. I mean, people talk about the Johnny Depp version and how creepy it is, but I'm like, you guys are not paying attention to the original because <laughs> the original was always very creepy. The creepiest thing about the, uh, I guess we should call it the Tim Burton version, was yep. that they showed the kids after they had been cured of their maladies. Mm-hmm. And so they, they showed Beauregard, uh, whatever the Blueberry Girl's name yeah. was. Uh, Violet. Violet Beauregard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She, was, she was released from the factory, and whatever they did to juice her, she was still blue. Yeah. 
And she was moving as if she had no bones anymore. It was creepy yeah. as fuck. She's that so, way forever now. Yeah, that's, that's just it. how she is. That's that's her life and now. And he's not even going to pay for her to get better. <laughs> Take care of her. You're done. You know why? Because you betrayed me, you small child. You know what's even you more You betrayed a up. grown man who owns a, who owns a candy factory. <laughs> and they all a signed a contract before. Creep. Yes, they all signed a contract before going in. So, number they one. They signed a contract in a room where they could, like, lick the walls and shit? <laughs> You're telling me there's not acid in this factory? I don't buy it. I'm not it was buying a, it. It was a chocolate contract. It sounds like a 90s R&B album. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, okay, so they signed this contract, and they couldn't read it. And the, the, the adults who were trying to stop the children from signing this contract that they didn't understand, they were vilified in this film. They were made to seem like just like weak sauce. It's like, oh, don't you sign that. It's like, no, that's sound advice. Don't let your kids sign contracts on walls that end in really tiny writing with words they don't understand. That's bad parenting, but no, they had to tour the, the fucking candy factory. There is no such thing as good parenting in Willy Wonka. No. You they know are what else? all terrible. You know what else there's no such thing as? I challenge anyone listening to this right now, watch the 1971 Willy Wonka, find me one black person in that movie. I looked, and oh. you know what? There is only one black person in this movie. And you know where he was? He was on a magazine cover. So he was there on accident. <laughs> they got one in. <laughs> they, they got one. They, he snuck in. I couldn't even yeah. tell you who he was. It was just some black dude on a magazine cover. But like every extra, every single person on the street, nary a Negro. None of them black. Oh <laughs> I, I don't know how to respond to that. I, you know, I didn't expect you to, but it's the absolute truth. I, I dare believe, anybody. I believe you. Wait. It, <laughs> no. I was going to say the Oompa Loompas are orange, but that's not the same. No, nah, man. No, nah, that's not That's another same. shade. That's another shade. <laughs> I mean, that that's like, you could be orange if you're like from the also, Red Also, the Oompa Loompas are enslaved. We've got a lot of problems here. We'll oh. see. Okay. There's different theories about that. Like in the, in the Tim Burton one... They there is weird sex stuff going on with the Oompa Loompas. Possibly that. That also, man is alone in a chocolate factory with things a get bunch weird. of Oompa Loompas. Things get weird in the chocolate factory, you know? Hey, lonely nights sometimes. You gotta... They're floating up there. Hey. What's happened? <laughs> Come on down to the chocolate factory. Anyway... Um, no, the, 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 the statement that he made in the film was that they were rescued from servitude and decided to come work for him willingly. But of course, mm -hmm. this is Willy Wonka saying this, the man that just gave his chocolate factory to a boy that has all this liability attached to it now because several other children were either killed or, you know, handicapped beyond recognition. Also, like... I always thought, God, there are so many weird things about that movie. I always thought it was weird that, like, he looked like his son. Charlie looks like Willy Wonka's son. He does. The actor looks like his son. So I was like, is this just like a twisted father-son movie? Because they never showed daddy? his father. No. No, they didn't. See, they fixed that in the, in, the, uh, in the remake, too. They actually did have Charlie's dad around. Yeah. But I think the thing that bugged me the most about this movie from the first time I saw it to now, and it, it still bothers me, the fact that you have four grandparents in one bed in this little small shack. Yeah. And, and they're all acting destitute. None of them can get jobs. None of them are able <laughs> yeah. to move around. But Grandpa, Grandpa fucking Joe. Joe had a candy bar and found a golden ticket inside. And guess what? He's up and dancing around and singing about it. You lazy bitch. Yeah, what the hell I was love that? the Grandpa Joe's a piece of shit he narrative. Really now. Yeah. You know, and then the mom just lets uh, fucking Charlie go off all willy-nilly with this man who has been, like, catfishing his family for years now. <laughs> you know. She's like, that's dad. Like, <laughs> oh, dad. You know. Just... Man, he loves doing these 20-year-long cons yeah. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I just, I, I never understood that. Like your, your bones, your musculature, 
would not be in any type of shape. Like he just acted like his leg fell asleep when he got up and started dancing around. And I'm sure for the for the purpose of the story, they had to move things along. But you don't go from bedridden to touring factories and running around with Wonka. No. He also didn't even have to be bedridden. Like he could have been working too, and they couldn't make ends that's, meet. That's what I'm saying. Like his mom's just over there, like bringing her work home, washing clothes. You know, just like for the purpose of the story. The grandpa could have gone with him and still yeah. been like a working stiff and not been a complete piece of shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But here we are. Grandpa fucking Joe. What kind okay. of example is that? Grandpa Joe's a piece of shit. But. <laughs> okay. I, I ha- So I have a wall of weird story, but that conversation was, this has been so good. <laughs> and And guys, the wall of weird story is really dark. Oh. It's like breaking news kind of dark. Um, and I want to get into it, but I kind of don't want to until next week now, because <laughs> this episode has been fun and we, we have all been dealing with, uh, lots of, lots of tough stuff. So I'm like, mm, kind of baited even bringing it to the notes, but I think I'm going to get into that next week. That is completely fair. And that sounds like a good teaser for next week. We can talk about plus that. it's a, it literally the news broke today. So there will be developments, hopefully. Okay, okay. We will catch you guys up on that next week. For now, I guess that's a show. Yeah, I'll give you a little hint, guys. Doomsday Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Doomsday Chad? Yeah. Oh, my God, not Chad. Uh, Uh, Yeah, don't trust the Chad. Don't trust the Chads. We'll get noted. Um, well, yeah, that probably that'll probably be the name of the next episode. Don't trust the chance. Yeah. So, um, of course, we're still on our uh, donation drive. Uh, if you make a donation um, to any charity uh, that's supporting uh, what's going on in the streets right now, and uh, you know, we have links in our uh, Instagram page yeah. there. If you go to our our, our bio, mm-hmm. it's Black Lives Matters dot card with two r's dot co check yeah that it out. takes you if to you, a bunch of links like you can what you can go. do and yeah just kind of look through it but if you make any any sort of donation whatsoever we will send you a little thank you in the mail to show you our appreciation mm-hmm. and uh just thank you in general for those who have been marching for those who have been petitioning and calling around and donating or yeah. even just sharing things on social media that you think the world needs Signing to see. Signing petitions, sending emails, making phone calls, all of it. Yeah, all of it helps. You know, it's only mm-hmm. been two weeks since the world started really hammering down on this. And so many amazing things have happened out there. Yeah. So just don't give up hope. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that protests don't work. But, you know, we make do. <laughs> we make do. <laughs> Keep on marching, y'all. All All right. Uh, That being said, I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. It's your turn to do the thing. Oh, is it my turn to do the thing? All right, guys. It is. Well, you know what? You guys need to be excellent to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Check out the Bill and Ted trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is a mess. What an ending. Hey. What an ending. Look at us. Look Look at us. us. Who would have thought? Not me. (laughs) All right. Peace out, guys. Bye.